Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Alex. And this week, joining us in the studio, we have Diane Lund. She is the creative director and the owner of Creative Wonders Communications. She is a reverend of the Canadian International Metaphysical Ministries. And we are delighted to have her join us here on air. And Luca, you know her more than... I'm just meeting Diane, which is fantastic. This is my favorite thing to do, to just get to know people on air. But I'm going to let you take a moment and introduce your connection with her. Well, it's, as all of you out there know, I do reading circles, and so that was how we met, was yes. at a reading circle, at n- not at your place, but somebody else's, and then you said, oh, I'd like to have one of those, so then I went to your place, and that is always really interesting for me to see people in their own environment, because your own environment is clinging to a rock. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so cool. I've never been in a house before that was sitting right on top of a rock, mm-hmm. and it, it gave Gave it quite an interesting feel. So we did that, and and so we kind of got to know one another around all the interactions we did, ar- around yes. the reading circle. And the the great thing about the reading circles is that it's kind of like having people on the show. I get to know you at a level that has meaning because we skip all the surface fluff and we get right down to what life what life is presenting to us on on this golden platter at that particular time. So. Absolutely. That's how you came in. Yes. Um, and I always know when I'm doing a reading for somebody, if if somebody gets my lingo or not. And I knew immediately when I was reading you that that I can I could just use all my regular um, what I call the intergalactic language and you'd get it. Absolutely. And you did. You got <laughs> yes. it all. So I do. That, I get it all. Yeah, yes. yeah. That yes. was cool. Yeah. I so like now you're, I'm really interested in your... The ministries part of what you do, sure. um, because w- one of the things that I was reading before I got here is that you've been doing the Course in Miracles for twenty five years, but you or or was was twenty five years, right? Uh, it's actually probably now longer it's more than that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, but but you that's not how you were earning a living. No, not at all. No, and and so now you're moving more into earning a living from it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really curious about, and I was saying this to Rebecca on the way up here today, is how did what you've learned in the Course in Miracles affect what you were doing in the quote unquote mainstream world? Right. Yes. Of of business communications and media and um, all all of the stuff that goes around communicating our business message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would sort of say that, you know, if there was two bar graphs, the sort of creative wonders would have been up around sort of eight, and the the amount of energy I was putting in Course in Miracles may be around four, and what's happening is that's moving. Mm -hmm. Course in Miracles is coming up eight, and 
Creative Wonders is going down. Mm -hmm. And they have been living side by side and intertwined the entire time. Mm -hmm. If people know me well, they mm -hmm. know that uh, everything I do comes from a spiritual basis, not a religious basis, but mm -hmm. a spiritual basis. Mm -hmm. I believe we're body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of the actual problems we have in the world, a lot of the angst, depression, comes from being disconnected from our own inner selves and that we need to get back connected to our inner selves and that is really um, what I'm interested in helping people do and often it's what they need in their business as well is you know we tend to get very very concerned with what's going on in the outside but that can lead to disconnection inside and then a feeling of not being fulfilled. Or and then stuck. we lose our motivation, right? Then we, we lose, lose our motivation. Lose our sense of purpose. And then why am I doing this anymore? And, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and so mm -hmm. then, yes, we, we need to, to go and address that. I talk about my 10 A's in um, my communication business, which I could get into. But the very first day is attitude. Mm -hmm. And if our mm -hmm. attitude has slipped and we're not feeling encouraged and motivated, then that's one of the first places that I need to help people. Well, get it's, it's kind of like the magnetic north on your compass, right? That's right. And the attitude, I think, is directly linked to purpose. It is. And why it's the why, right? right. And you know, in a non-denominational world, they would say, well, what's your why? Yeah, and um, I'm often yeah. dealing with that for both people. Um, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? But I'm also doing that directly with businesses. Why should anyone care about your business? Yes. And, you know, why should they pick you over anyone else? And I mm -hmm. think in business, that is the hardest question to answer. Because so. the people who are uh, competing with you are always uh, saying the same things. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm good at what I do. I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm convenient. Nobody says, oh, I'm not very good at what I do. I'm hardly ever and open. sometimes when people answer that question, they're, they're uh, when if you keep digging under and under and under and saying, yeah, what's under that and what's under that, they'll get to a place where they get all embarrassed. Mm -hmm. and, and with the right encouragement, they'll say it. And once they say it, it's like somebody flipped a switch and they, and they turn on, they get louder, they get more animated their 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 eyes sparkle they're pr and they're really present mm -hmm. but there's that little moment of i don't know if i should reveal this be somebody's going to think because it's that it's mm -hmm. that tender it's want right you know there's no rules on that what do i like if i was to take you out and say you know we'll all, we're all going to go and buy a couch we'd all go and probably pick a different couch there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. But if I said we're going to go and pick out a couch and it's going to go in a 100-mile house and there's going to be cowboys that come and beer and, you know, peanuts, we're probably going to get closer to picking a similar couch. And so that makes the creativity process much more objective. Hmm. So I try and help the creative process become much more objective. So it's not like, what do I like? But what hits the target best? What hits what you actually want to accomplish or your purpose best? And then we don't waste as much time. And it's often wasting time wandering in the desert that takes the attitude way down. Mm -hmm. People feel lost and discouraged. Well, and when they have to pay for your time to help them to yes. get to this place. Mm -hmm. 
I always wondered, like, where where do you put the effort? Because one of the things that I found is that if you're if we go with your analogy of the couch right. and hundred mile house with cowboys and peanuts, right. if hundred mile house and cowboys and peanuts means diddly squat to you, right. you're not even going to be interested in choosing a couch, right. right? So it has to be your your there's a part of your process in leading them to build more detail around the couch d- um, requirements. Mm-hmm that is still going in that direction of what has meaning for you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It isn't, it, it, and I understand what you're saying about not just being about what they like, mm-hmm. but, it, but it has to mean, it, it, it's, that, it's that path you walk all the time between what's pragmatic mm-hmm. and, and gets things done mm-hmm. and what has meaning that makes you even want to get things done. Right. When things have right? meaning, you know, you often don't need to be paid for them, right? Because they're meaningful to you and you yeah. often want yeah. to do them, right? And yes. getting yeah, yeah, paid yeah. is just yeah. a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yes. <laughs> but but so much of what I mean, this isn't this doesn't apply to you or to me or to Rebecca because we're doing it already. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but a lot of people will say to me, "Boy, I so admire you because because you're sticking to with you're sticking with the thing that has great meaning to you, mm-hmm. right? You, you're doing it no matter what. Right. But a lot of people are struggling with how do they take the thing that has meaning for them and earn money from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because, I mean, it may, sometimes in a perfect world you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in an imperfect world. In a perfect world, we'd be able to marry the two, m- maybe. Right. And mm-hmm. when I was up here going to school, uh, we're at SFU, and yeah. I went to... Uh, my degree was in communications and English, I was very, very clear. I want to write for communications, for broadcast, um, but I want to make money at it. I don't want to be a starving artist. Yeah. And that was just really, really clear for me right right from the very beginning. And so I look for ways that I could marry those two. Because when you creativity is not honored very much in this society. We want, um, you know, you can take um, research, you can take numbers, you can take graphs and statistics to the bank and show them what you plan to do, and then they will give you some money. But if you show up and you have a bunch of creative ideas and you don't have all of those stats and numbers and figures, the chances that they give you the money mm-hmm. uh, significantly and, less. And they don't give you a strategist. They, right? they don't say, oh, you could do great things with this, let us give you a strategist. Right, exactly. Right? That, that no. doesn't happen. No. And that's why I came up with my ready, aim, fire model, because I could see that you need you need ideas and then they move into plans and strategies and then which is the aim. aim, And then you can fire. And if you don't have all three being valued, I have a little triangle here where it it sits Mm -hmm. up and shows a little point. And that means growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you push up that way. But if one of the sides has been disvalued, mm-hmm. then you get a lopsided triangle. Well, it actually collapses, <laughs> it collapses. and you get yep. a lot. You you know, it goes flat, mm-hmm. and this is what happens with the attitude mm-hmm. too. It goes flat, mm-hmm. and you you get a lot of busyness and not a lot of growth. Yeah. And people are like, they usually come to me in that state mm-hmm. where things have kind of gone flattened, 
they flattened mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. they somehow need to add so she's flattening her her pyramid here, yeah or three-sided pyramid yeah so you call it yeah a yeah. solid triangle yes and so yeah. you need all three sides and mm -hmm. i believe that's true with everybody we all need creative ideas that spark us that ignite us we need to move those into plans and mm -hmm. good strong strategies and then we can mm -hmm. fire but what happens is we often don't like one side of that triangle. We pull or we away feel we're it. not good at it. Or we feel we're not good at it because someone told us And sometimes us we're, we're really not. not good at it. And we may very no. much not be good at it. And there's always a good solution for that. Hire people. <laughs> that well, love yeah. that. But a size. lot of the time, I mean, if, you, if you've been not good at that for long enough, you don't have any money to hire people. Right? That's it's, true. So, and it's so interesting how many times I hear people say, well, but I'm not creative. Mm -hmm. But but uh, and I'm just thinking. Well, your your definition of creativity isn't broad enough yet. Exactly. Because right? I if say, we broaden it a bit. Everybody's creative somehow. I say everyone is creative, absolutely everyone. And I think people are most excited and inspired when they're doing something creative. Mm -hmm. And I just mean that you have an idea, mm -hmm. a plan, and an action. And I use the simple analogy. My idea is I'm hungry. My plan is I phone up Luca and ask, do you want to have lunch? <laughs> and then we go and we have lunch. Yeah. And so we do. Or we cook it, which is also or action. Or we cook it or whatever. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, and all of us are doing that creative process. All the time. All the time. In mm -hmm. fact, I say your greatest creative project is? Life. Your life. <laughs> And if you don't think you're creative, you say, oh, no, Diane, I don't believe that. I'm not creative. Go out and find one other person on the planet that has your life. <laughs> I like try that. to find oh, that's them. That's great. That's Go try so to lovely. find them, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't exist. Yeah. yeah. That's how creative we, yeah. we, we really are. We're creative mm. beings. So. If I were to invite you to rewind and go back, 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 where did the fascination with with because you are finding language around process mm -hmm. what you're witnessing and then you're communicating that and then helping people to hook into that where did your interest in finding that structure that language for the structure and and this as your focus of interest start where did that first show up well it probably first showed up when i was working at advertising agencies and i noticed that um why are some campaigns or marketing campaigns really successful and other ones aren't because sometimes it doesn't matter how much money that person has that campaign it just isn't successful so it's not money I noticed look it's not money people say oh I didn't have enough money but no that nope. wasn't it nope. and sometimes things are wildly creative and they even go into the lexicon of the language like for me I remember one was um, I can't believe I ate the whole thing <laughs> And that was for Alka-Seltzer. Mm -hmm. And it actually went right into the language and people, yeah. but that agency got fired because the um, they didn't make any more money. So the next ad agency that uh, got that account, they their um, campaign was plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. And they doubled their sales. But nobody forgot about nobody forgot the other one, about. But that. they might not attach it to Alka-Seltzer. No, they didn't. And but the reason they doubled the thing was they implied implicitly, plop plop, mm -hmm. you take two. <laughs> so that was strategy, yes, right? Yes. That was strategy. That was process. It wasn't mm -hmm. creativity. It wasn't particular. It was also money. sensual. Yes. You can hear it. You can. 
they were showing it. you, you what to it. do. Yeah. So I, I got very interested in why certain things were working and other things weren't working. Mm-hmm. And when I started my own company, I wanted to deliver success. So I kind of, in my way, asked the universe to help me figure out what was going on. And one day, probably, I hate to say it, but it was probably 18 years into my career. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a huge download, if you know what that means. A huge download. I do, but, but why don't you explain it it's for our like listeners? It's just like all this information, all my experiences came together, and I sat down and I wrote for about five days and wrote about 150 pages straight. And, and all that information arrived at once. It was like everything came together, and I got this theory, the Ready, Aim, Fire theory from that. And I understood... Um, then that oh geez it was actually fairly complicated pretty metaphysical so i needed to really pare it down and that's where i pared it and and simplified and created Mm -hmm. a very simple process for people to follow Mm -hmm. and now i get people to diagnose are you ready aim i need to add in the fire are you aim fire i need to add in the ready or are you ready you know Mm -mm. and basically and then i try and help them in the area that they need need assistance yeah because the rest of it they can do on their own they can do on their own yeah Mm -hmm. but um and then also i really say people do come to me for a brochure or a website or a marketing plan but really actually i think we're working on a totally different other level Mm -hmm. which is a spiritual level yeah and so Mm -hmm. then that's my second part of the question is Mm -hmm. when did you connect in with the course in miracles and where did that story begin Mm, and okay. had you connected even before the Course in Miracles, but that summarized it nicely for you. Yes, I I think I'm the perfect person to teach A Course in Miracles because I struggled with it a lot, mm-hmm. a really a lot. And the first time the book was given to me was in about 1980, and I opened it up. I looked at it. I'm and it's a, it big, it's a big book. It, and it you looked know, like the Bible, like a dictionary. and it had all these kind of religious words in it, you know, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Not for me. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not for me. No. I've been there, done that, went to church in my teens. My pastor told me I had too many questions. I needed to go <laughs> go somewhere else. Of course, we wouldn't else. know anything about that yeah. here. Because <laughs> I just was not satisfied with their typical answers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I think if you say God is love... Uh, you can't leave a whole group out. <laughs> you know, to me, that's or, or not very loving. Period. Or a whole group the world. all over the world. Yeah. Just yeah. leave them out because yeah. they, you know, weren't baptized or something. That just didn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he said go on a, a, a spiritual quest, which I took seriously. Left the Course in Miracles on the shelf for years. Then had some personal experiences where I found myself feeling very, very devastated by a couple of relationships that I'd been in and I decided you know oh, please I mean you know I was down on my knees I say you don't come to the Course of Miracles until you're on your knees please God help me please I need some assistance <laughs> you know I am not getting through this easily help me and I looked up I saw the Course of Miracles on the shelf it was still sitting there I was still sitting there and I thought I heard a voice, take it down. I took it down, and I said, please help me. And I opened it to, you cannot be unfairly treated. 
And at the time, I was in a relationship where the person was having affairs, and I felt unfairly deeply treated. unfairly <laughs> treated. So I couldn't have read a better section of the course because I thought, I really don't understand this. But somewhere deep inside, I felt this almost like a bell that was toning that says, pay attention. Mm-hmm. This, is, this the, is significant. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, I better go and study this because I really don't get it. I really believe I can be unfairly treated. So I better go figure out what this book is saying. And that started um, me going to study groups and then the people that were leading the study groups left. And so then I I decided I had to start my own, not because I was a teacher, but just You didn't I, see yourself that way. No, not no. at all. I just thought I need people to discuss this with. I, I need help. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it in community. So we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you just joining us, uh, th- you're, you're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. And our guest today is Diane Lund, um, who is a Course in Miracles um, r- reverend. Reverend? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and creative director and owner of Creative Wonders Communications. Um, and we're talking about uh, the, the spiritual side of things. Our um, business. Of a business and of life, and right? Of, life, of, yes. of what does it what does it mean, and and how does it how does it walk into the doors of our life, our lives, plural? Because I think it it walks into different people's lives in different ways. Totally. Um, and yours is a questioning and a challenges. Uh, it sounds like when a challenge comes along and it's difficult and you don't understand it, you go study it. I do, I do, <laughs> and and that's exactly what you did. Yes, and I did, and I've continued to do that. Yeah. Did did people immediately start coming to you when, when you set up, set up your own study group? Uh, no, for quite a few years, there was quite a solid group of about 10 people that always showed up. This was kind of before the Internet. And so it, now people kind of find me on meetups. Hmm. They look at Course in Miracles, West Van meetups, and they just find me online. Mm-hmm. But before that, people just came through word of mouth. Somebody heard of somebody else. Mm-hmm. and So over the years, there's been hundreds of people in the study groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always believe people come as they need to and they leave as they need to. Mm-hmm. Because it, these are deep, hard concepts. Mm-hmm. And I'm writing a book about them called, you know, Turn turn your world upside down to get your life right side up because most of the concepts Mm -hmm. are upside down from the way we normally think so the ego puts up a big fuss it does (laughs) not want to embrace them I do not like that idea no and it it wants to feel safe so it has to feel unsafe enough to feel even unsafer while they figure out it figures out how to get safe exactly right yeah ego always wants to keep you safe but often Mm. its ways of keeping you safe are based in fear Mm -hmm. and that never bodes well no and the course in miracles is about love yes it's really about how do i move away from fear Mm fear-based thinking Mm -hmm. and move into love-based thinking so that i can feel better and happier about my life it's really that simple in the end it's a lot of big, complicated words, but in the end, it's really about, am I thinking from fear or am I thinking from love? So what, 
was the answer that you found to your question about how how could it be that you were feeling like you were unfairly treated when you can't be unfairly treated? Well, really, basically, um, that that section basically says that nobody you decide always how you're being treated, right? And, you know, if I didn't understand the language, say you're speaking to me in Italian, mm-hmm. and maybe you were calling me names, mm-hmm. I would walk away. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know what you'd said, right? I wouldn't feel anything, maybe, just mm-hmm. except, sorry, I, I, I don't speak Italian, right? But when somebody says something to you or does something to you, you get to decide, you get to choose how you react. We want to say, oh, well, you hurt me. No, 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 you didn't hurt me. I decided to be hurt with inside of myself. And that is something, the wonderful thing about that is that's something I can change. Mm-hmm. As long as you hold the key to my happiness, I'm probably going to be miserable because I can't change you and I can't be you. But the minute I can own that, I can own and be responsible whether I feel hurt or I don't feel hurt, whether I want to get defensive or not defensive, or whether or not I'm unfairly treated or not. You know, I had a big shift around it. Um, And really what I understood was, yeah, you could say from the physical place I was unfairly treated, right? You know, nobody wants somebody to have an affair on them. But... I could decide to stay in that relationship and feel unfairly treated, or I could say, you know what, you can live your life however you want, it's totally mm-hmm. fine. There's no real rules against, you know, and I need to go where I can feel happy and safe, right? Mm-hmm. And do you, do so I can move was, on. Do you think it was significant that for you that that was the first of the insights that you got from this course? Absolutely. Like, has that, is that a a theme was that a theme piece was that a kickoff piece that um that had particular significance in your entire life absolutely it was kind of a big theme in my life mm-hmm. you know i had uh grown up in an alcoholic family mm-hmm. and you know a lot didn't feel fair <laughs> so you took your power back yeah so i mm-hmm. took my power back right i i and you know what i to this day, think of that person as one of my greatest teachers. I have great love and fondness for him because I think I was circling around that problem, and if it wasn't that person, it was going to be it was going to be someone else. Going to yeah. be someone else. Mm. Yeah, had yeah. nothing to do with him. I feel like it's time for one of your songs. Okay. So we've got Enya's Orinoco Flow or Fleetwood Mac's Landslide. Which one is feeling like it's calling to you right now? Let's play landslide because that's what you feel like when you've been unfairly treated. <laughs> All right. Here would, we you go. Like, would you like to say why you chose this song? I chose this song because there has been really difficult moments in my life. And I feel that it's important not to skirt around the difficult moments, but to feel the grief of them. Mm-hmm. And as times... Um, this is a song that when I have felt deep grief, I've used it, I've played it over and over to kind of cry mm-hmm. my eyes out yeah. and, and then pick myself up the floor and move on. Right. Let's get moving on. So this is, this is a processing song. This is. Yeah, an yeah. honoring and processing. Let's take a listen to Landslide by Fleetwood Mac, and we will be back in the studio with Diane Lund in just a few minutes.
to my love took it down I climbed a mountain and I turned around and I saw my reflection in the snow covered hills till the landslide I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that we are broadcasting from the unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the tsleil And what that means to me as a settler is that it's important for me to pause and remember that I am a guest here and that the knowledge of these lands and the history of this land extends well beyond the history that I have attached to it and that my ancestors have attached to it, and that there's um, wisdom there for me to learn. We are here in the studio with Diane Lund, the creative director and the owner of Creative Wonders Communications, and she is a reverend of the Canadian International Metaphysical Ministries. My tongue almost got all tangled up around my teeth there. (laughs) And we just listened to Landslide by Fleetwood Mac, which was a song that Diane chose because of its support for her in 
processing the challenging times, the grief, allowing the grief to have voice, allowing mm-hmm. it to have space right. and to move on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we are tweeting out uh, links to quotes that Diane is saying, links to things that she's mentioning here and there. If you would like to follow along, you can find us on Twitter at EssentialConv. That's spelled Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. And um, you've brought some show and tell today. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at this beautiful carving here. And I think you said it's from Bali, right? It is, yes. Would you like to tell us about the statue? I'm going to tweet out a picture of this so people can have a visual. Okay. But why did you bring this along? Um, I brought this along because uh, really at my essence, my essence is spiritual. And this is a spiritual woman, um, a Balinese woman uh, in prayer. And, uh, you know, I think of myself as in prayer and in conversation with the inner uh, all day long. And so I'm constantly, my number one thing in life is to pay attention to what I'm hearing within myself and to follow that guidance no matter what. I think of myself as a servant to uh, the divine. And so she reminds me of that. And I just so appreciate spiritual traditions all over the world, whether they be First Nations traditions, Balinese, um, Buddhist. Before I really knew that A Course in Miracles was the path for me, which took a long time, I just adored studying Buddhism, Taoism, you know, what's, what other countries do. And I just, I'm, I'm very touched by it. And the sacred items that come out of it that people make reverently with their hands to mm-hmm. express their connection. Right. And Bali, um, um, I would say Bali is one of, if I was to say what is North American culture and the Ready Aim Fire model, mm-hmm. I would say we're Aim Fire. We want facts and figures and then we fire and create money. I would say the Balinese culture is almost exactly opposite our culture. They base everything on spirituality and around ceremony and family. I mean, to the point that on their streets, they paint the little curbs black, white, black, white, like a checkerboard everywhere. And when I ask them, why do you do that? They say, because we're balancing out the spirits in the roads. Mm-hmm. Now, could you imagine if I, I went to our that. city hall and said, We need black and white to balance need- out the spirits <laughs> of our roads. <laughs> right. The reason we're having so many car accidents <laughs> is we aren't balancing out the spirituals, you know, essence of our roadways. I mean, they would think we were crazy. <laughs> but they're, and they wear checkered black and white cloth all the time again mm-hmm. for balance. Hmm. So the whole way they order their world is different. I'm starting to see a new reason for your polka dots, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Luca loves polka dots. They're not Everything all black and white, no. but I have a, a black Lots and white polka, polka dot ring. I have a feeling they're yeah. doing something for you beyond what we might Oh, I'm you. sure they are, yes. <laughs> Rebecca just gave me a, a polka dotted teapot for my birthday. That is so wonderful. <laughs> so did you get this from Bali? You obviously have spent some time there, I think, from having that... Yes. conversation about the curbs being painted yes. black and white. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. I, I I personally know that when you spend significant time in another cu- cu- culture and country, especially on the other side of the world, it does do that inside out, upside down thing with your brain and your heart because you discover 
there are so many other ways of perceiving. There are so many. Yourself, your family, the world around you. Yeah. Tell us about your time overseas. Uh, well, I just love the Balinese culture, um, partly because it is so spiritually based. And yet, I have to say that when I talked to a lot of the women there, they felt very trapped by their spirituality. Hmm. In the same way that we're trapped by money here, they're trapped by spirituality. And when I asked them, how are you? Why do you feel that? They said, because we we can't get away. We can't travel like you because we have so many holidays and sacred days that need to be observed that, that, we, that we feel we can't travel. If we do, we are somehow letting down our community and this and that, so we long for more freedom. Hmm. Interesting. So it was interesting to see that different cultures, you know, we might admire them, but they have innate problems too if they aren't all three sides of those triangles in balance mm -hmm. and so again you know it's how it all came together in my life I could see that oh I might I think we need more spirituality or creativity to balance out this culture mm -hmm. and maybe in that culture they need a little more practicality mm -hmm. and a little more structure mm -hmm. to help balance out there so we're all learning and I think that's what's wonderful Mm -hmm. I see it as a dance that that we're not in perfect balance all the time, but we're no. moving through and around all of it, so that it so we're we move in and out of balance, and that's part of the balance. That is part of the balance. And you asked me before if you know that unfair um, treatment was a way into the course, whether or not that was sort of a, an issue that had been in my life, and yes, it had been less and less it's in my life but what I notice is if it is a core issue in your life or a core issue in a culture or society you start out big mm -hmm. there's a big learning curve mm -hmm. and then you're winding smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller but you do see it keep reappearing mm -hmm. uh, my whole I'd say one of my life lifelong learning is just a, an incredibly important value to me I think we we're always evolving hopefully learning mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you've brought um a few other things here as your show and tell items i've seen these beautiful cards that you've put out here on the table i just i want to leaf through them all They're, they feel good in my hands <laughs> can you tell us about uh these cards that you brought i'll tweet out a picture of those as well so people know what i'm talking about yeah um when I teach a, a Course in Miracles or I have study groups in my home, which I do on Monday nights, I don't do it in the summer, but if people are interested in in uh, attending a Course in Miracles groups, I do it Monday nights in my home. And at the end of each group, we pull cards that have a quote from A Course in Miracles. And usually we've had a fairly deep discussion around some issue. And people are just blown away by how when they pick a card... They, it seems to be the card addressing the very thing they were talking about. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat to extend that idea out into the world? This is creativity, right? Yes. And, you know, I, I will create some beautiful cards with the quotes. And I will send one card to your email every Monday. For, and then you can take that card, print it as a poster, and use it as an inspiration all week long. Um, and I will also, I have a closed Facebook group, uh, Diane's Monday Miracle Moments, where I discuss, you know, because 
these these quotes are not easy to understand, and, and you can mine them for a long time, right? And you can Even mine more them than for a week if you wanted to. Way longer yeah. than a week, and you need a little yeah. bit of background, so you just tune in. They're never more than about two minutes, and mm-hmm. I just try and like this card here says miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. The real miracle is the love that inspires them, right? So I'll give just a little talk about that. Mm-hmm. People are interested, they can tune in. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, that's fine. They can just use it as sort of a pretty pretty way to enter into some of the course material. So you said they're, they're, they all have a different border on, uh, on them, or they will do. Yes. yes. There'll be eight different color sets. So what are the different color sets? Are they Do they relate to different chapters or... You know, or? I thought about that. Like, you know, should one thing be on wisdom and another one, you know, on, oh, I don't know, love and another one on fear. And I just decided, no, it's the randomness of them arriving. Mm-hmm. So I just went with, you know, uh, different colors. Like this is the rose deck. This is the violet deck. This is the. So rose deck doesn't have any particular meaning. No. So how do you, cl- how did you cl- cluster them into all the ones that are in the rose deck in the rose deck. Again, just synchronicity, just okay. the universe. Because you let, you let that just be your guide. Yes, and I have been guided. I've been creating these cards and doing this thing just by following inner guidance for, um, it's a bit, been about seven years. So originally I just heard, go sit at your computer, <laughs> open the book, <laughs> And type out a quote. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I so can, I just followed I can my do that. guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know that they would turn into cards eventually. Mm-hmm. And they, and basically all of the quotes got turned into a book called The Language of Love, A Course in Miracles from A to Z, which is a collection of all of these mm-hmm. different quotes. So, yeah. So just following inner guidance it's really my number one thing in life of how I learn because my ego has lots of things it likes and dislikes (laughs) (laughs) that I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and we were talking about just putting one foot in front of the other every day and responding to those (coughs) messages that tell you what to do right and we both said at the same time that takes faith to do that. It does. And and we were differentiating between belief and faith. Mm-hmm. That believing, somehow there's a difference between believing and being faithful. Mm-hmm. And and we, and we both said at the same time, we're part of the faithfuls. Mm-hmm. That there are people, and we all know somebody who is, one of the faithfuls, mm-hmm. who does things on faith, mm-hmm. they can't necessarily explain it. Right, it it doesn't come with a rationale behind it, like a guarantee. It it's just one of those, do this and you, or don't go there, or and you just it has a feeling to it. So you just follow it. You do, and I think it's one of those things. It's trial and error. We've all, you know, heard someone's asked you out and you've you're tired and you've heard no on the inner but you go anyways because you feel obligated or you know you said yeah. you would a or week they ago. pushed or they said it was important or, or you whatever. said no and yeah. they went please please come and so then you go and then you walk in the door that night and think i knew i shouldn't have gone mm-hmm. i knew yeah. i shouldn't mm-hmm. have gone mm-hmm. so everybody has this voice it's not unique to anyone no 
but this culture doesn't teach us how to listen to it and mm-hmm. how to have faith in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really trial and error. I think, too, there's an element of trusting that when you follow it, even if it doesn't look like you think it might look like, sometimes it looks like it falls apart. But that was still where you needed to go exactly. because you needed to go through that to get to the other side. Exactly. Or I to get a, to somewhere else, yeah, wherever had, it is. I had a, yeah. mo- a, a morning, yeah, morning, early morning wake-ups when, you know, the brain is processing all the things that are too big. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> everything was feeling too much that morning. And then uh, this question came to me of what if everything is exactly as it is supposed to be? And as soon as I thought that, it was... Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, of of course it is because it. How could it not be with how life works and how I, you know, what I, I'm, I'm a witness to this. This is how life works. But as soon as I tap back into that, it's like whew, it. Re- it removes it the sense of burden and and uh, the invitation to shame that's always lurking right here. Mm-hmm. Of maybe I'm not and doing she's this quite her hand right. Behind her, yeah. <laughs> Over back in the shoulder. (laughs) Maybe you're not quite doing this quite right. Maybe you haven't been smart enough, uh, whatever enough. You know, there's something enough Enough. in in that, right? Yeah, and that that gets a chance to just fall away because actually, even if it looks like it's looks like it's falling apart, because I have to say, looks like because Mm -hmm. these things are just. They're coming together seems, in a different way. Seems like. <laughs> you to, yeah. you yeah. take the puzzle apart so that mm-hmm. you can put it together and it doesn't stay falling apart. It right. doesn't stay in pieces. No. Yeah. And that's very, very true. I've learned that often my inner voice asks me to do not the thing that's comfortable, but the thing that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it wants me to go into an area that I, I probably wouldn't go into mm-hmm. willingly. I'll give mm-hmm. you a simple example. I go to a business group, um, business Business Networking International. I went to one meeting and I didn't like it. It was too early in the morning for me. I have to get up at five thirty. Are you kidding me? I, I come from the creative world where we arrived at work at ten. We you know, worked till six or seven or late at night, but we did not start early. And um, so, anyways, I, I didn't go. And you know, two years later, one of the founders phoned me early in the morning, and I picked up the phone, and he, you know, basically, what do you want? You know, we really want you to come back and give it another try. And I just heard a yes, and so I said yes, and then I put the phone down and thought, oh my god, (laughs) I I might as well not even go to bed. I don't want to get up that early and blah. But anyways, long story short, uh, I did go as I'm running up the stairs, still thinking, you know, I shouldn't have gone. I hear this voice that says inside of me, the man you need is going to be sitting beside you. I thought, I don't need a man. I'm married. And I go in and the guy who invited me was mad. He said I was late. I thought I was 10 minutes early, but I was late in his book. And he sat me across the room. So I was kind of feeling out of sorts and the guy stood up beside me he had to give a little talk as everyone did about what they were there for to represent and he represented tires (laughs) and I've been looking for tires all week (laughs) the man you need will be sitting beside you you know and quite literally like quite Mm -hmm. literally Mm -hmm. and I I wasn't thinking about tires but I mean the (laughs) universe will help you to this level if you will let it yes if you will follow it and I've just learned to follow We've it. got your second mm-hmm. song here, and it okay. is just perfect for, for right now. Orinoco Flow. Yes. Yes. Anya's <laughs> <laughs> Orinoco Flow. Why did you choose this song? Um, because I think it does represent my sort of spiritual side. 
Uh, takes me right back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and why does it take you back to high school? Oh, it was it was that was when it hit and right. was was the thing. Yeah. And uh yeah, but there's definitely this sense of the flow, right? The mellowness, the Getting into the flow. The zen that's present in the song and you was such so good with that. So yeah. I traveled yeah. around Egypt on this song. Did you really? Oh, oh how cool. Oh, this I like the the things this is bringing back yeah. to mind. All right, let's all dive into the Orinoco <laughs> flow. We'll be back with Diane in the studio in just a few minutes. listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We are talking with Diane Lund, who is the creative director and the owner of Creative Wonders Communication. She is also a reverend of Canadian International Metaphysical Ministries. She runs Course in Miracles study groups every Monday from her place out in West Van. 
And uh, we were just listening to Enya's Orinoco Flow, which was a representation of Diane's commitment to following that inner inner wisdom and also the flow that it brings when you do that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we all know a time when we didn't follow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've got just a few minutes left here, and I would love to hear what is coming up for you next, and how would you like to invite people to connect with you if they would like to get involved? Yeah. Um, the most exciting thing that's coming up for me right now is my book will be uh, published uh, and launched in the fall. And so the book, once again, is Turn Your Life Upside Down to Get Your Life Right Side, or Turn Your World Upside Down to Get Your Life Right Side Up. And it's reverse thinking based on A Course in Miracles. And this book takes ordinary principles that we just sort of believe in Western culture. And so it gives you a Western idea. For example, we all die. And then the reverse thinking is we're all eternal. And so then I give a story from my own life. Why would I say that? And then once I've told you the story, then I give you quotes from A Course in Miracles that back that up in case you want to look a little bit deeper into that uh, wisdom. So I'm very excited about that book coming out. It will be coming out October 9th. So um, people can get on my e-newsletter. I will, or, you know, Creative Wonders Communications. They can look at the website. That's creativewonders.ca. Um, and they can get on the Creative Wonders e-news, or they can get my Monday Miracle Moments, where I will talk about the book coming out. And uh, I would love support, because I don't know if you know how Amazon works, but you get to be a bestseller in Amazon by the number of people that buy your book on the first day. <laughs> So it's not over time. It's on the first day, which I found so interesting, not being really in the book world, that that's the way it works. So um, getting people so to So people are going to buy it. If they would buy it on the first day, it <laughs> would the help first you day. immensely. Exactly. That keeps you on Amazon's lists so that more people can hear about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's just interesting how in different fields there are all these different little intricacies that you might not know mm -hmm. about if that's not your primary field. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so the book is coming out, which is uh, the hardcover, and then the ebook will come out, which is The Language of Love, in January 2020. It's a full-color book, so we're not printing it uh, hardcover, but electronic, so that should be really fun. And then the website will come out where each chapter of the book will give a six-week course. So we'll go through the five stories in the first chapter. The first chapter is called Life's Big Questions, the ones my mom couldn't answer. And it looks at topics like death, you know, and why are we here, and time, what's time all about. And uh, so I will, um, like in a Zoom call, people can sign up for the six-week mini-courses, and I'll start giving those next year. Awesome. That's Wonderful. Exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so it fun. lovely to get to know you. It's, so it's been a pleasure, and I feel like we've just bounced a oh, yeah. little bit on the top of 
topics that we could, just like with your course, that we could go into in much more depth. So, Thank you so much, Luca. It was wonderful, Rebecca. Fantastic. What have you got happening, Rebecca? What do I have happening? Um, We have Blossom Houses in process. Yes. It's getting exciting. Partnerships are coming through and houses are being sorted out. And we should have some new houses to announce soon. And then we will be sharing that information on our Blossom Co. housing page on Facebook, mm-hmm. as well as the website, so that we can um, share the good news. So people and can also get in touch spread with the word that. so that, because yeah. it's just the start. This is just the start. It's like the little snowball at the top of the mountain that's going to become a big old, well, I don't want to say avalanche because that feels destructive, but something Landslide, positive. Perhaps. There you go. <laughs> yes. a, good, yes. a good one. Slide. A landslide of good. How about yes. you, Luca? Um, I'm heading up to Whitehorse in the Yukon at the end of August, last two weeks in August. So if anybody's interested in that, they can get in touch with me. And if they'd like me to, if if you would like me to come to where you are, then come and have a conversation with me because I Mm -hmm. like to travel and do this work. Mm -hmm. All right. So until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahallux.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh, 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 Happy, 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 happ